Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky Show for this April 6, 2016 edition. Thank you all for tuning in from across the globe. I broadcast here weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on WINB and WeekendVigilante.com. Do go to the Listen tab at the website to find out other ways to listen to the show as well. And a terrific way to listen to the program is downloading the Weekend Vigilante app. That's right. Just go to the App Store, search Weekend Vigilante, download the app, and it's customized for you, the listeners. There's a lot of great features on that. So please do get that app. And if you have not picked up a copy of my book, Green Gospel, for all those new listeners that are tuning in, get a copy by going to greengospel.ca with this UN ramping up Agenda 30 and this diabolical green agenda. Please do get yourself a book. And of course, as Dr. Timothy Ball, the renowned climatologist, says, Sheila Zelinsky in her book, Green Gospel, effectively demolishes what you think you know. Steve Quayle, Tom Horn, Paul McGuire, and the renowned New York Times bestselling author Christopher C. Horner also endorsed the book. Go to greengospel.ca. Check out that website. There's a lot of great information about the book there. And if you have got the book, fill out a review on Amazon, and I thank you for that. Very, very timely information that affects every one of us, and Christians should especially be aware because Christians are at war with this diabolical cabal, and they don't even know it for the most part. So do get your hands on Green Gospel. If you missed yesterday's program with Minister Carla Butod, it is a fantastic show. It's called The Curse of Murmuring and Complaining. And let me tell you, that's a powerful show. So do go back in the archives. Don't forget to sign up on my YouTube channel as the YouTube shows come out sometimes even before the podcast. And of course, you can sign up for my podcast and you'll get notifications as soon as the shows are available on podcast. So do remember to do that. We have a fantastic show today. My guest is 
the one and only Dr. Danny Morano, renowned author and apostolic evangelical minister. He has a new book out we're going to talk about, and it's always my pleasure to have him back on the program. It's been a while. He was away in Panama, but it's great to have him back. Dr. Morano, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. Well, thank you very much, Sheila. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Always have a great time. You know, it's amazing to me how things are just, it seems like the world is absolutely spiraling, accelerating at breakneck speed, completely coming off the rails. Does it seem like things are accelerating to you, Danny, lately? Absolutely. I think so. And I think we all agree, especially those of us that are kind of, if you want to use that word, in a certain stream of belief and thought, it corresponds with what we see in the scriptures, right? We really do believe that we've entered into the end of days. And, um, you know, the scriptures tell us clearly that that's what we're going to feel. It's going it, to—it's not only what we feel, it's a reality. I mean, I think that times are speeding up, you know, as God wants to fulfill his judgment and his bringing forth of his kingdom, right? I mean, Jesus said, if God did not shorten the days, no flesh would survive. So I think God's even involved in speeding things up and kind of trying to get evil to fulfill itself as quickly as possible and just let the horse out of the gate, let Jesus out of the gate on his horse to come back and, you know, make some sense out of this mess, right? Yeah, making sense out of a mess indeed. Does it surprise you, Danny? I guess it doesn't really surprise you that there seems to be such, for the most part, such a lack of hunger for God. I mean, I know there is people that are hungry, but in general, do you think there's enough of a hunger for God on the whole? No, I don't think there is. Uh, I mean, again, we're making a blanket statement, right? And, and this is what I emphasize to people all the time. Uh, if you're looking for evidence of a hunger of God through the, the media, you know, or through the arts and entertainment, or even through what we call the mainstream church or what I call the counterfeit church system, you're not going to see that. But I believe there's a great hunger for God amongst his true people and that the Holy Spirit is reaching out to fill that hunger for those who are truly seeking him. I mean, think back to what we even call the Beatitudes, right? Jesus said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So the question, I guess another way of putting what you're saying would be to say there's not much hunger and thirst for righteousness these days. There's a lot of talk about God and gods and religion and even different types of Christianities. There's a lot of talk about these things, but a true hunger for the real living God, and whom we know to be the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal son of man and his kingdom. No, uh, but, you know, I would attribute that to false Christendom. Okay, and, uh, you know, the hunger and thirst has gone away. Jesus puts it this way in the book of Revelation, doesn't he? He talks about people leaving their first love and replacing their first love with counterfeits. In each one of the churches, I think, except for the church at Philadelphia, that's the only one he doesn't bring some kind of accusation against. He says basically that they've lost their love for God, but he never says that they're not still religious. 
and that they're not still calling themselves Christians right. or calling themselves churches. Otherwise, Jesus would not have addressed them as churches if they were not meeting as churches. So the hunger for God is not expressed in religious activity and even the presence of churches and the promotion of what we understand to be Christianity. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot, Sheila. The biggest problem that we have, especially in the West, in America in particular, Canada, Western Europe and so, is this mixture that's being called Christianity. It's a mixture. And people are trying to look for God or develop a hunger for God based on a false premise of God. You know, they're not looking for the right God or they're not recognizing the true attributes of the real God because they have laden the person of Christ down with so much uh, regalia and paraphernalia. They've dressed him up in so many different outfits and put so much stuff on him that he's become unrecognizable. You know what I mean? They've wrapped them up in American flags. They've put a gun in his hand. They've got a torch in his hand and a, and a crown on his head like the Statue of Liberty. They've got him dressed up in all type of sexual identities and different type of subcultural and radical identities, either on the right or on the left of the aisle. They've got so many in spiritually. They've dressed him up in so many different esoteric doctrines of demons and seducing spirits have painted so many different pictures of Christ and Christianity that people don't even know who this God is anymore, who they should hunger for, because there are so few true servants of this living Christ who are preaching his word, right? They're preaching something about what they believe he is or who they believe he is or what he's interested in or excited about or promoting or whatever it is. And it's really their own agendas and their own emphases and their own fears and insecurities and obsessions. And they've thrown this onto the person of Jesus and called it Christianity or called it the church. So therefore, people are not hungry for that, Sheila. That's for sure. People see through that, you know, and I think this new generation especially the strongest voting block, for instance, of the evangelical right uh, would call godless, these godless children who are running after Bernie Sanders, this socialist, this communist, these godless children, they have no God in them. They don't know God. And so, yeah, well, you know what? Have they rejected a false version of God? that you people are still holding on to, okay? Is that the God of the Bible that they're rejecting? Is that Jesus Christ of Nazareth that they're rejecting? And is Jesus a capitalist? Is he a free enterprise, Wall Street market magician? And should they reject him or not reject him? Is he the God of prosperity? Is he the God 
of our way of life? Is he the God of the American dream? Because if that's what you're standing for, is he the God of the worship of military and weapons and, uh, you know, self-determinism? Is he the God of the Constitution? Is he the God of the Declaration of Independence? Is he the God of the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights? Is that the God uh, of the Bible? And if they're rejecting that God, are they rejecting the God of the Bible? Or are they rejecting a God that has been created using the name of the God of the Bible, this Judeo-Christian free Masonic Christ. Which one are they rejecting? Well, the original church, I mean, 